Welcome to Awake <laughs> to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, the, the, the host. <laughs> the mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected and interdependent. And also, ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. So literally, what you do to another person, you're doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there would be peace on earth. Today's show topic is Music Loves Math with Joe Garty. Joe, did I pronounce your last name correctly? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty close. It's, it's uh, Garte. Garte, Garte. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, it's, it's actually, it's funny. When I, I, I lived in Ghana for a while and I went to a boarding school. And when I went to boarding school the first time, I mispronounced my name in announcing myself to the class. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if you oh. pronounce it slightly wrong, it's okay. Okay, well... <laughs> I, did for, I did for 13 years. Oh, okay. Well, my um, listeners, my regular listeners are so used to me not pronouncing it. But I, I meant to, in the pre-show, before we got started, I meant to ask you how to pronounce your last name. So it's Garte. Garcia, yes. Well, Joe, please, thank you. Thank you so much for being my guest on Awake to Oneness Radio. Uh, I had the honor. Thank you for inviting me. Yo, thank you. I had the honor of meeting you and your mom in person about a month or so ago. The time flies. So, but when I met you, your mom mentioned that you have a nonprofit organization, and I, that's why I invited you on to Awake to Oneness Radio. I do a lot with nonprofit organizations, and I want you to share share about you first. Share with our listeners and our, our viewers who you are and what you do, and how you came about um, founding Music Loves Math. Okay, um, so I'm Joe Garte. Um, and um, I founded uh, Music Loves Math um, about seven, eight years ago, I think. Um, and at the time, uh, I was producing music in Ghana. I had a music student. My brother, we, my brother and I, my brother's a singer. Okay. And I'm a um, uh, writer and producer. So we wrote a song that, that, became a big hit in Ghana and across Africa. It was called My Lady. My brother's name is Jay Garte. Okay. Um, and uh, so we had a studio in Ghana. And okay. at the time, I was very active. I always felt it important for me to give a percentage of whatever I made um, to charity and to be active and giving back to the community. Yeah. And when I was spending more and more time in Ghana, I realized how how much I could do with the money that I was spending, how much more I could be doing if I, if I, if I use that money in Ghana effectively. I got you. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and that's when the kind of the genesis for the idea of, of doing something in Ghana came. Right. Well, also, I know your background a little bit because I met you and your mom a few weeks ago, but why don't you share with our listeners and our viewers your connection to Ghana sure, and your sure. background um, with Ghana? Um, my father is Ghanaian, 
and my mother is Canadian. Um, and I was born in Canada, moved to the U.S. Uh, Boston area when I was um, four or five. But then um, when I was in middle school, my parents agreed that um, my mother uh, and the four of our siblings would move to Ghana to, to get Ghanaian culture, essentially. Okay. Because we'd, we'd grown up in Boston and my father, uh, my father really wanted us to know where he came from and wanted, uh, wanted us to, be, have, uh, to feel like that was our home as well. It's actually pretty genius because you know, he just passed last year. Yeah. Um, and I will say that with, if we hadn't gone back, I wouldn't have that connection that I have to Ghana now, the friends, the knowledge of my family, and so it kind of would have disappeared when he passed. But mm -hmm. by asking us to go there, he, having us go there, he kind of brought us into the culture, you know? Right, and right. gave us a second home. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, so I lived there for about three years uh, with my mother and siblings, and then I came back to the U.S. Okay. Um, but um, then uh, I, so I'm going to give you the a slightly longer version of how I ended up making music because that's not actually what I started doing. Okay, well, no, please yeah. give, give us the long version. We want the <laughs> okay. Long. okay, so I, um, I, uh, when I came back, I came to high school in the U.S. and I went to Harvard and I studied applied mathematics. That's where the math comes from. Okay. And my, and my love for math, you know, started, I, and I love teaching as well, teaching math as well. When I was in college, I would tutor kids and, and things mm -hmm. like that. When I left, um, when I left, when I left Harvard, I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. So I figured the best thing to do would be to go to Wall Street and try and make some money. Yes. So, <laughs> so I went to Wall Street. Yeah, I didn't know what else to do with myself. There's a lot of 21, 22 year olds. Do, right. So, um, my father said, "Okay, Joe, you gotta make some money, huh?" <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. so I um, went to I went to J.P. Morgan and I worked here for 13 years. Okay. Um, and, um, ended up on, ended up, uh, was a managing director there for a while. And when I left, I just decided to step into the studio with my brother. Um, I'd always kind of helped him out with his music financially, but was interested in getting involved more musically. Yes. Um, and after, um, after a little while, I realized that I could probably do the audio engineering myself if I had the equipment. Mm -hmm. So I bought it, started doing audio engineering. Um, and then my brother and I started creating music together. And then right. he wrote a song that was half in tree. Tree is a Ghanaian language. Okay. Uh, the tree the and ga and ever are like the three main languages. So mm -hmm. he, his, the song he wrote was half in tree and half in, in English. Okay. And um, we wanted to use the music, but the, the producer who wrote the original instrumental wanted $10,000 for the instrumental, which we did not have. And also given that we were writing a song to put out in Ghana, where there wasn't a whole lot of money in music, it just didn't make any sense at all. Right. So I gave it a shot and to reproduce the music and it worked. And okay. as soon as that happened, we made a couple more songs and off the races, I started making music and we released it in Ghana. And that one song became a huge hit in Ghana. Okay. And, um, uh, and actually across Africa. And, um, and so that's how I kind of got into going back to Ghana on a regular basis. I hadn't been going regularly. Okay. Um, so okay. it was kind of 
a, a kind of fortuitous combination of things that brought me back to, brought me to music, yeah. and then also brought my brother and I together to go back to Ghana. Yes. So once we were in Ghana, you know, I was on the ground and saw the need. Yes. Um, and also, also, you know, the respect for education that people had and, and given the opportunity, given the access to it, how much it would be appreciated. Right. So, yes, uh, so, uh, you know, the, it, so many things come together. It's really interesting yeah. the way the world works. Like you said, there really is one energy that kind of combines all yes. these, all of us and, and also a lot of our lives, you know? Yes. Um, we, when I was growing up in Ghana, um, there was a sweet steward named Mr. Tumpti. I think my mother might have spoken about him, actually. Yes, he did. she did. She did. Uh, and he had uh, two boys. Mm -hmm. And... They, although they lived in the house kind of next to us and also where they're from, they would come and play, we would play together. And so in a way we grew up together. Yes. So when I came back, um, I, you know, kind of rekindled our connection and found out that they had both, they were both teachers. Mm, okay. And when I found out how much money they made, I think it was something like $200 a month maybe. Okay. That's yes. Only, that's very little. Yeah. yeah. It, it was like it was about $200 a month. Okay. And so and I realized that I could rent a a a schoolroom for $100 a month maybe. Okay. So if, with you know under $5,000 I could have an entire uh, a small school. Right. With a full-time teacher. Yes. Um, and and link it up with the uh, with the community to provide to provide supplemental education. Yes. So I realized the opportunity there, and so my brother and I kind of jumped forward. I on my one of my birth, I, I just started it right off the bat mm -hmm. uh, because I decided whatever money I was giving away, mm -hmm. I wanted to more directly be involved. Be involved. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Uh, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so, and, 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 and my mother had, actually my mother, my mother, my mother had been very involved in, my mother's teacher, my mother was my teacher actually for a while. Yes, <laughs> yes. My French teacher. But um, she, uh, when we lived in Ghana, had um, contacted a, a group in Canada and they donated an entire container full of books. And so wow. she went all around the country um, opening libraries. Mm, okay, in Ghana. Yes. In Ghana. Exactly. Oh wow, amazing. Uh, yeah, when she I was, was she did a lot of great things when she was yeah. there. Yes. Um, but kind of following in her in her footsteps, I I said, okay, I want to make a uh, have a an educational facility, but also a library. So we'll ship get books and ship them over. And so when the room isn't being used as a classroom, it can be a library. Yes. Okay. Um, and. Then the other thing was that we, my music studio was fairly, fairly close to where the school is. Mm -hmm. um, and the school is in an area called Nima, which is the kind of the ghetto of Accra. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and uh, so I realized that one, a lot of students, uh, they love, you know, they love, kids love music, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I love the idea of becoming a hip hop star or a pop star. 
Right. And so, um, combination of two things. One being that if the performer came to school regularly, they could go and use our studio as well. Oh, okay. So there's kind of a music and a math. That's where the music loves math. I um, aim yes. came from is that you know we're, we're in music, but we want to use our our relationships and what we have in music to help inspire you to, to learn math well academically. Yes. Um, and um, and also because we knew a lot of celebrities in Ghana, we could bring people by other artists by the school to help inspire the kids. Awesome, that's amazing. Yeah, because I, I I said to you before we got started that I've been teaching music for twenty. I've been teaching piano for twenty five years, and I always say to my students, there's a lot of math in music. There really there, is. There really is. There, yes. It's so interesting. I mean, it's interesting to say that because. I had no idea that I could write music. Mm -hmm. No idea that I could write music um, until I started actually playing around with it and then reading some books on music theory and realizing how yes. how mathematical it was, how 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 the patterns worked. And yes, it's really amazing. It's yes, really yes, and very not many people realize the connection between math and music. So it's really great that you music loves math. That is such a, a, a great title for your organization. And I just, I love it because I don't love math, but I love music. <laughs> I, love, I love music and I know that there is a lot of math in music. I, yeah. And I always, I've always told my students that. Yeah. Yes, when I'm teaching, when I'm teaching music theory, I say, there's, you see the math there? And, you know, yes. I point it out to them. Yeah. And I think that's what I mean. I think that's, that's the, the most fun part about music to me right. was the music theory was right. just understanding how things went together. Yes. Um, yes. It's it is it is it is incredible, and then seeing that light go off in kids' head. Yes. That, yes. Because actually, well, you know, it, studies have proven that students that study music, any instrument, they do better in school. Studies yes. have proven that. Yes. That makes sense. It yes. Makes sense. There's also a certain amount of discipline that comes and with. Discipline and focus. Yes. That's, that's what helps them to do better in their studies when they learn the discipline and focus when they're practicing an instrument. Yes. Yep. Very true. Very true. Yes. And I love um, one of the things you said when we met, um, you were sharing a little bit about your mom asked you to speak and to share about going that making that move to Ghana yes. and you said something that resonated so with me. Um, I had gone to all white schools for many years. Where did you grow up? Uh, in New Jersey, actually. Okay. <laughs> in New Jersey, in a, a little town called Oakland, New oh, Jersey. Wow. My parents sent me away, me and my brother, to go to school in Oakland, New Jersey, which is a little suburban town in Bergen County, New Jersey. Okay. And my aunt, we went to live with my aunt, and my aunt had to be the only black family in the whole town. So, wow. Yes. So I went to school there from sixth grade through high school. And yeah, but I, at first, it was, I was 11 when my parents sent me away, and I was like, it was very disconcerting, even though when we, where I went to school before, it was half 50-50. I would say we would go to Catholic school, it was okay. half, you know, 50-50. It was, I've never went to an all-black school, but to be sent away 
and it was just a real culture shock. But I know now, especially being grounded in the truth of oneness, that yeah. was a very, very, very good move on my parents to to immerse me in that culture because I did grow up not looking at the color of people's skin. And I stopped identifying with the color of my skin a long time ago. And when you should so you share because you 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 said that you also do not identify with the color of your skin yeah yeah i think um you know and, and identification is such an interesting word you know and, and I, I i i agree with you and i think it's uh, it's identification defining and for me it, it was you know I, similar to you i grew up in in brookline massachusetts and my school was pretty much all white I think there's one other black kid in my in my class, mm-hmm. um, but um, I didn't. When you're young, kids kids honestly, unless their parents talk about it, don't really know race. They exactly. see they see color, yes. but it has no significance exactly until significance is given to them. Exactly. So I knew I was black, but it didn't have any meaning to the fact to that. Uh, more importantly, my father would say that, oh, you're African, and, this, and that was, well, it wasn't a racial thing, it was a cultural statement, right. a racial statement. Right, right, uh, right. And, um, but, you know, I, but it is, you know, Brooklyn was a suburb of Boston, so, you know, you definitely had some elements of racism touch in here and there, but mm-hmm. nothing that made it overly uncomfortable. Right. Uh, but, but, but clearly society defined me as a black man. Right. Uh, and I was treated like a black man. And then something felt a little bit off, but I didn't really get what it was. Right. So like, yeah, you kid, you don't really understand the depths of, of racial um, culture. Right, exactly. You know I mean? So um, I, that, when, I, when, I moved to, when I moved to Ghana, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, I was, I, someone had mentioned being the dot, being the dot in the room. And I, that was the black dot on the white page. You know? Right. Right, right. Um, and then when I went to Ghana, and I went to um, a boarding school, uh, I think I was the lightest person out of 2,000 people in my boarding school. Right. And so all of a sudden, I went from being right, black kid right, to saying, oh, the white kid that just came. <laughs> wait, wait a second, wait a second here. <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? Like, you know, what? What? And I'm like, I'm black. I'm clearly right. black. I've been black all my life. Right. And they look at me like I'm crazy, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're like, okay, okay, Joe. It's almost as if I said to, to a, room, a room full of white people here, I'm white. I've been white all my life. <laughs> and, it, and it literally is that extreme. It's like, yes. you know, yes. you can't, if, if everyone is one tone and someone is different, you can't try and tell them that you're the same. Yes, yes. And, because, and yeah. I, I understand what you're saying because my mom is black. Well, she's gone. She's crossed over. She's transitioned is the word I use. Okay. Uh, but my mom was born with blue eyes and blonde hair. Wow. My, yeah. My great-grandfather, my, my mother's grandfather was 100% Irish. And, and my mom was the lightest, the fairest skin of all my grandmother's children. All of her children were fair skinned, but my yeah. mother came out the fairest. <laughs> and so um, I 
in the kindergarten, I'll never forget. In kindergarten, when my mom would come pick me up, the kids would say, oh, you're adopted. And I'm like, wow. wait, I'm like, what do you mean I'm adopted? And wow. Because your mom is white. I'm like, I remember saying this clear. She's not white. She's just light-skinned. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. yes, 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 yes. So I understand. And your mom, like maybe the listeners may not know, I've met your mom. She is yes. white. She is a Canadian. And you yes. are African-Canadian, not yes. African-American. Yeah. Yes. My mom, my mom is, my mom barely tans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always well, laugh. I'm like, you know, if you were to take two ends of the spectrum, you'd say dark. My dad is not like not is dark. You know, right, right. No, no white, no white blood. Yeah. And my mom is, you know, from Northern Ontario. And <laughs> yes. And my daughter, my daughter took after my mother. She's extremely fair. I thought after she was born, I'm like, okay, she's gonna she's gonna brown up a little bit. She never did. There's <laughs> <laughs> my mother, and she doesn't tan. She burns. She doesn't. Right, doesn't tan. Burn. Doesn't yeah. Tan. It's funny. I've got I've got three biological boys. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. The the first one is you know kind of darker, and the next one is. Darker with tighter hair. The next one is lighter with kind of a light, lighter color hair. Then the third one is right in between. And it's, you know, you know, come on any color. Yes, this is true. And so when I personally awoke to the truth of oneness, because for me, oneness is my mission. Like I, I started this show, oh, three years ago after my son transitioned. My son transitioned in 2014. And six months after his transition, I felt I needed more of a purpose. Or Spirit just told me, you have to share this truth of oneness with the world. And now that with technology, I can do my own radio show from home and reach the world. And so that's why I started this show. And I have guests from all walks of life and all like science and spirituality and artists and musicians and all kinds people of all walks of life and they all share this truth that we are all connected and we all one so i know that my skin color and this embodiment is just a vehicle just like i just bought my first white car I've had, you know, I just bought a car, a new car about uh, a month ago. And it's the first time nice. I've had a white car. And I see it done. Someone told me white cars don't show a lot of dirt. Yes, it yeah. does. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But for me, my body, my skin color, in, in this embodiment is just a vehicle to get around. Yes, but it's sir. not something I identify with because if I, I identify with just my skin color, I couldn't, I would be, that would be a separation from the oneness. Yeah, from- and I think, you know, people often get confused, I think. Yes. When people hear, I don't identify with my skin color, they think, oh, you're not proud to be African-American, you're not proud to be black. That's not the same. That's it, not, it's, right. You know, it's like, um, it's like being uh, part of a, uh, being part of a, being part of a, I don't, don't want to oversimplify it, but y- you, it's a culture that you embrace and that you, I, you know, I am, as time goes on, I've, I've taken in a lot of African-American culture because I've lived here so long. Right. Part of the culture that I celebrate and love. Right. But it doesn't inherently 
the, it's independent. The culture is independent of my so identity. My yes. identity. Exactly. And that's exactly because like I said, I don't take I don't subscribe to any one religion, but yeah. I have respect for all religions. I mean, yeah. whatever your religion, I respect your religion. I respect your belief, but I don't personally identify or, or say I am one religion. So that's the same way I feel about my skin color. I have respect for all people and all cultures and and I I can I can honor and take part in all cultures. But yeah. I I don't I I identify with the oneness of all things. The, yeah. the unity, the connection, the love and that we are all a part of God. We are all aspects of God. So that is what I identify with. Yeah. My you know yeah, it's it's um it's like um oh gosh you just kind of chime you hit something you know Eckhart Tolle yes my yeah. favorite, one of my favorite books the power of now see my I, I like power of now my favorite is a new earth okay. okay I absolutely like I I I I didn't get him fully until yeah. until I listened to that the new earth and okay and. One of the things he does really well, I think, is take pieces of all the different religions and bring them kind of together in their in their, in their interpretations mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and the kind of similarities and past. But one thing that he talks about is the is that the more one identif that the more one is identifying with an external factor, the more that is your own ego or your own self, and and the more you that the more individualistic or narcissistic. No, not say it's the wrong word, but the more you're looking as your an ego thought to identify with external things, as opposed to being, which is more of a oneness of spirit to a certain degree. And I, I'm also not religious, and I'm also not. I wouldn't call myself. Um, I'm not. I guess being a math person, mm -hmm. I'm kind of one of these people that's. I'm not spiritual, but I am. I, I believe I am spiritual, but just not in the way people typically think of, think it. of it. I got you. Think of it. Yes, think um, of it, yes. You know, I, I feel like I, you know, I really believe in the, the concept of the, of the ego being something external to the, to the self, to the mm -hmm. true self. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I also really strongly believe that for me, at least, I feel like that I feel, I physically feel positive and negative energy in my actions and the way they connect to other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. So without having to put a word on it, I know if I've done good or I've done bad in a simple way, in my mind. In the heart. In the heart. Yes. In the heart. Mm -hmm. yeah. And your heart will always, because I believe that heart connect, I think we are all connected at that heart level. And the heart will always, you know, like you said, you know, like, mm, I shouldn't have done that. You know, <laughs> I maybe, should, maybe I should go apologize, you know, and that comes from within the heart. That's and right. we all have that. We all have that heart you guidance do. You know, something interesting. I've been, there's a lot of research out nowadays on the stomach. Interesting, interesting fact. They okay. say that our stomach has more neurons than a dog's brain mm. and that 
a lot of our a lot of the regulation of our of our uh, our actions is actually triggered from things in the stomach. And mm-hmm. so when you say you have a gut feeling of something and your yeah. or your stomach is telling you this and that, your gut's telling you this and that, yeah. it actually might lead to us. Exactly, exactly. And it's and that. I'm not sure if you, now this is something I think you would be very interested in. Have you ever heard of heart math? No, I if haven't. You should Google heart math. I will, I'm going to take a look at that. Because heart math has proven scientifically that your heart has it has a larger brain than your brain and it, it's your heart that actually controls the brain and not the other way around and this is scientifically proven so I, i've had the founder of heart math well one of the one of the leaders in heart math um on my show matter of fact the first year his name is Howard Martin, and um, but I I am very familiar with the work of HeartMath, and they have, they do a lot of re- they do a lot of scientific research on the heart and how powerful the heart actually is, and it's actually the heart that controls the brain and not the other way around. Wow. Yeah, it was very interesting, but yeah, and you were saying Eckhart Tolle. I was so glad oh, yeah. you. I love now. I did. I have to, I do have the audiobook, New Earth. I haven't finished it. I started it, didn't get a chance to finish You're it. You're an audiobook fan, audiobook fan as well? Yes, I am. Now, with, uh-huh. yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, with um, The Power of Now, I have the physical book and I read it. Now, I tried to read it before I understood oneness and I, I couldn't, I got through the first chapter, I couldn't understand a word and put it down. Once I understood oneness and that all things are connected, that was a key awakening for me. I picked that book up and I I read it from cover to cover and I listened to it. So I read the book and listened to the audio book. And so now I I do understand that now is all there is and that that in that now is our point of power. So I, I, I really try to stay focused in the now. That's why, I, for me, everything happens in perfect divine timing. I don't try to over-control how things happen. I just allow them. Allow them to come. Yes, I allow them to happen. How did you, how did you, um, I know your son's transition was a period of, I guess, um, of reflection for you. Well, How did you I, make that, I'm oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, how finish you, your question. How, how did, where did the, the, the understanding of oneness, when was that, that clicking point, that, that point that... Okay, the clicking point was, it's actually science. It was a science documentary, and this was before my son's transition and before oh. my son, yeah, before my son got ill. Um, it was in 2007 when I watched a, a documentary film on quantum physics called What the Bleep. So yes. Yeah, I've heard of that. I haven't seen it. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's documentary on quantum physics. So it's not about spirituality at all, but I've been studying spirituality off and on for 30, 40, 30 years. And I would always, there was a missing piece for me. I'm like, Hmm, sounds good. But something was missing. Now, when I watched this documentary, what the bleep, which was all about quantum physics and quantum at the core of quantum physics, physics is oneness everything is energy and that so keeping quantum physics yes. down to its simplest 
level. Yep. Everything is energy, and that energy is interconnected and interdependent. Meaning, just like when you drop a rock in the ocean, how it ripples. Yep. Yes. And that's exactly that energy is just a con it's all connected and it what happens to one piece of that energy affects the whole of that energy and that there was one statement by lynn mctaggart who is a journalist a science journalist she said the biggest problem in the world today is the illusion of separateness thinking that we're separate and when you think about that how does war start? You know, war starts because we think that person is separate from us and I can go and kill them. You know, yeah. when you understand that there is nothing separate from you, it's all connected, then that knowledge, which imagine if mankind, if everyone on the planet, all seven billion, woke up, people woke up tomorrow knowing that they were connected to everyone and everything. That would put an end to war overnight yeah. i mean it's it's amazing how disconnected we often are and even especially in these times and there's something as simple something as simple as let's call it healthcare. and i don't even want to talk about specific policies per se right but the idea of shouldn't we just take care of each other <laughs> yes and i think you know what you made me think of rodney king can't we all just get along can't we all just get along <laughs> can't we all just take care of each other yes rodney king am, can't we all am, I, I mean, am I my brother's keeper yes and, and love your neighbor as yourself and everyone is your neighbor that's jesus's word it's it's honestly the truth of oneness is so simple in unity it's very if you don't you can make it complicated now it was funny because i had a, a quantum physics uh guest on my show many many years oh, wow. a couple several years ago and i made a statement and he, and he had to admit that the statement was accurate but he said i simplified it and he said when you simplify things you take things away i didn't want of course i wasn't gonna debate him on yeah, I, just, I just let him have that but I'm thinking no simplifying it down to the simplest element does not take away from it because I there are a lot of scientists now really talking about the truth of oneness but they're talking about it in a scientific way where people are thinking it's over their head and they can't, you know, I don't understand quantum physics and all these uh, equations and all this, you know, um, algorithms and all that. You don't need to. Take it down to the simplest element. We are just all one. And what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when you truly, when mankind, and I believe mankind is making a shift right now more and more people are understanding and awakening and i say awakening because it's something on the spiritual level we already know that yes. we're one. but in our humanness we have forgotten we have kind of and we chose to forget yes but it's time to wake up it's time to because it's easier to forget yes 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 in the short run it's, mm -hmm. it's easier to be individualistic yes Yes, 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 yes. And the word individual, you know what that means? Individual means you can't be divided. 
individual. It, you can't be divided. So and even in the word individual, when you really, really analyze the word, it's telling you, you can't be divided. That's you true. Can't be, <laughs> you can't be separated. Yes. Yes. So, so, wow. but um, it is. And, and, and so after my son, so I actually awoken to the truth of oneness before my son's transition. But after his transition, I, it just felt like, it felt like, and he's with me. He's told me that he's yeah. very proud of what I'm doing with, in, from spirit. He's told yeah. me he's very proud of the show and he's a co, he's my co-host. So That's he's always with me. When, and I know that there's nothing but eternal life. And even though he's not in his physical body anymore, I know I can still communicate with him. I know he's still with me. And I know that life goes on after we shed this body. That's right, because we're energy. And yes. that energy, that energy cannot be created or destroyed, they say, right? Exactly. Cannot be destroyed. Exactly. And it's so, here's the wonderful thing. Science is now saying everything spirituality and ancient wisdom has been saying for eons. Science is finally catching up. But the masses, the mainstream media and, and the masses have not caught up yet. But it, it's just slowly, slowly getting there, especially with the internet and things of that nature. Yeah. But, you know, it's uh, interesting. It's almost as if society in and of itself has a mind. Yes, it's a and collective. Yes. A collective. The collective mind. Yes. Yes. Collective Very mind. true. What movie was that? The collective mind. It was a movie. Was it a movie? Hmm. It was in a movie. The, the collective. I can't remember. Okay. I love. I, I, I love. Uh, yeah. I love. Yeah. I love movies that you know kind of play with the alternate alternate versions of the realities that we have now. Well. Surprisingly, they actually look like the truth at any given time. The truth, that is true because Hollywood is, if you watch movies nowadays, there are bits and pieces. Now, things that we think are like far-fetched, they're really bringing in truth. Even um, the um, Star Trek uh, series back in the 60s. Yeah. Um, I've been told, and I kind of believe it, that a lot of those episodes were channeled through spirit, meaning they were downloaded with the information of things that will come in the future, you know, so kind of prophecies. So I believe Hollywood is really introducing us on a mass scale to things that are true that we think, yeah, I mean, oh, that's just make-believe. It is pretty incredible, you know, those little things that they would hold to talk to each other. Yeah. And look like, that's crazy, that'll never be true. And then yes. it's... Look, look at that sound. Beam me up, Scotty. Beam me yeah. up, Scotty, right? And those are... And Can I still, it? It's insane. I it's have a flip phone. <laughs> that's why I keep... A, I love my flip phone, because I'm like, beam <laughs> me up, Scotty, all the time. Yes, it's so true. It's so true. I, it's funny. I've been I've been collecting the first versions of of different technologies that have come out because technology's changed so quickly nowadays. Yes. Just you know, like the first iPhone that we had, or the Palm Pilot. I don't know if you remember that, and BlackBerry, or the two-way pager, and oh. things like that. Just to kind of keep a hold on. Now, um, do you remember? Now, I'm a little bit older than you. Actually, I thought you were younger when I first met you. I thought you were around my son's age, but you're actually closer to my age. <laughs> but yes. do you remember? Um, you probably don't remember. In the late 80s, late 80s, they were coming uh -huh. out with car phones, 
before cell phones. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They were big, with big bricks. Yeah, like they, it was yeah. almost like a house phone. Yes. The top and the bottom together, that type of size. Yeah. Well, actually, they had almost briefcase ones at one point. Before. Yes. Oh yeah, I yes. remember this. And then, then when when cell I actually, came out. I actually think I only saw one in my life because they were super expensive. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. I saw them on TV all the time. Yeah. I don't think I saw many of them. I remember in like 88, 89, thinking about getting a car phone. I was like, I never did, thankfully, because it would be obsolete like in a few years. And it was, it's, it's unbelievable how quickly things have become obsolete nowadays. Exactly. Yeah, very true, very true. But see, I, I am old school. I still have my flip phone oh, yeah. because I work on a computer. I work on three computers all day long. I work wow. from home. And, you know, when I'm not teaching piano, I'm on the computer. So when I'm not on the computer, I don't want my phone to be a computer. I just want my phone to, be able to call someone in case of an emergency. I have a flat tire, you know, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is amazing. Now, I know we got off track, but that's okay. I want you to tell us more about your goals with music and math, the, the, uh, music loves math. Um, so you know what's interesting. So recently, I just um, I was given a, a large plot of land in my father's village. Okay. So um, we are going to build a new school there, um, and now that there is um, the village only you know only got run uh, doesn't only got water in the past twenty years. Okay. Um, and but now has internet access as well <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to build a classroom a library and a computer lab awesome. with you know 20 to 25 computers and believe it or not high-speed internet in a village awesome and um so there are multiple schools in the area that we are going to provide the give access to our computer lab okay. where we'll have teachers to to uh facilitate you know, facilitate the education. It's interesting. Right now, they a lot of these classes, like the school, the school right next to my school has, I think, three laptop computers that okay. the teachers can, can use. But they, they, they can't, they teach computer science and technology on a blackboard. Okay. You know, you know there's no actual, they talk, this is a mouse and they drive. They're, they're not actually using it. Oh, so, okay. We know that, 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 the, that the facility is really going to be widely used. Now, that, during the day and then at night, um, we're going to um, have additional classes for kind of exceptionally talented students okay. and hopefully become a center of excellence in, you know, in computer science and math for the whole, for the area. Awesome. Because my longer term vision for, for Ghana is to um, have, it, have its economy shift towards um, India's to a certain degree where we're exporting um, intellect, human capital. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we're doing coding and and um, development and call centers and all these things. We're, we're not we're not exporting of our, our raw resources. We're exporting our minds essentially. Okay, awesome. And, well, I'm um, hoping a part of your school. I know the science and the the math is all great, and the computer lab is amazing. But you're going to also have a, a music uh, class, aren't you? Is, yes. You well, I, I do a lot of my computer on a lot a lot of my music on the computers. Okay. Okay, so I yeah. use my computers to, all you need once you have a computer is a $20 keyboard. Yes. And you can not only play the piano, you can play any sound you any want. Instrument. Right. Very true. Any Very sound true. you want. 
Yes, very true. Awesome. Very good. Wow. That is so it's amazing. exciting. I, we, we, we just started building, making the bricks. Mm -hmm. One of my uncles happens to be, um, does some contracting as well. So he's going to help us, help me build it. Wow. Awesome. And, you know, one of the challenges of working in a developing country is getting things done and corruption and things like that. But luckily, because he's from that village, yes, he's really incentivized to make, to help facilitate it, make sure it happens. Wow. It's long well. That's great. So I, I'm excited. I can't wait to the happen. You are definitely will be invited when it opens. We're opening around Christmas time. And, oh, um, really? And I actually, I'll, I'll, I'll be doing a tour, um, a, a tour kind of around Ghana with my, the school that I teach at now. Okay. And that's May or June. And we'll go to that school as well. So if you feel like taking a trip to Ghana I um, do. and getting an experience, you can join us. I would love to. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. And I'm definitely, I definitely want to take you up on that offer. I would love to. Because that, oh, it's gonna be that a lot of sounds fun. so, it, it sounds like fun. It sounds like a wonderful, wonderful vision that I see. And you know, yes. and I know because you read Eckhart Tolle, you yes. know that if you can envision it, it already is. Yes. Yes. It, yes, yes. 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 Awesome. That is so amazing. So you plan, so the opening is this December? Opening should be this Christmas, around, yeah. around sometime in, in December. Um, okay. And then, but the trip that, with the trip with my school will be in June. So I'll be going okay. both times. Okay. I'm either time. Okay. And, and it'll be great because it's actually in my, in my father's village. So it's yeah. not, you won't only get a taste of the city, but it's also kind of true rural Ghana. Wow. And you know, I know you said your dad transitioned last year. I think last year um, was is around Christmas time. Yeah, it was right okay. February. Okay, okay. Now your dad transitioned, but he's not gone, and no. he is so proud of you. I I just know it. I yeah. feel it in my heart. He's so proud of what you're doing, especially Thank you. Thank you. in your hometown, in your home, because that is your home too. Yes, as much as his home. It is. Yeah. It is. It's exciting. Yes. Very exciting. exciting. Wow. Wow. I'm just, I'm like so touched. Because also, because it's okay, because another thing I had started also, I founded a nonprofit in my son's memory, which I, I envision it to be more like a community center uh -huh. for everyone of all yes. religions and all a oneness community center. And yes, the, I like that. Yeah, the name of it is the Kyle Foundation because Kyle is my son's name, but Kyle K Y L E is an acronym for oh. yeah, for keep your light expanding. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So, my but I can envision that having a, a oneness center and the school in Ghana. See, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, yeah. I just I just connected with your vision. There you go. Yes, yes, yes. Because I think you know what it is for me. I I feel that when we know who we truly are, that we're we're not just flesh and blood. We're not just mere mortals. We're so much more. And yes. when we know that in our heart. We radiate. We 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 radiate that, and we we live our purpose yes and that's what i i love children like i teach the music because and i share with them you you do what you love follow your passion do what you love and you never have to work a day in your life yes so 
I teach yes. all my students yes. that. So and it, I think, that is a blessing, the biggest blessing you could possibly get. Yes. So I think it's so important to share all of this, the, the math, the science, the music, and the, the oneness, the knowledge of who they are. Yes. One with the divine. Whatever name you want to, Allah, Jesus, whatever name, he yep. answers to any name. <laughs> and know that you're one with him at all times. And I think it's so important for the young, for everyone to wake up and know that, but especially for our young generation. Absolutely. Our children. Too. Because they make, they make, they, 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 the, they, you know, they make the future. Yes. They are, they are, they are, they are us. <laughs> they are us. They are us, yes, and we are them. Really? Yeah. Yes, yes. This has been so amazing. So Thank you. I'm so thank I'm so glad you came on. Thank you for having me. And oh, thank you, thank you, and thank you for inviting me. I will definitely stay in touch because I do. I would love to go to Ghana. That would be great. Videotape, maybe videotape and have a show just video with videotapes of Ghana. Absolutely. And I've got some really interesting people you can you can meet there as well, and and do you record some shows there? Awesome. Awesome. I have my tripod and my video camera ready. <laughs> well, thank you, Joe. Thank you so much. Now, is there, is there a website that anyone can go to right now? You know, now? I, don't, I don't have a website yet because so far it's been, I've been funding it with my, my just myself and one of my good friends. But okay. um, with this new event, with the new school, it's, gonna, um, it's going to, um, you know, probably require us to, to raise some raise some money to help us finish it. Yes. yes, uh, yes. So I will have one and I'll, I'll make sure I send that information out to you so you can put okay. it on, on, the, on the video. All right. Well, you know what? I might be able to help you out as a volunteer. That would be great. Yeah. Because I do websites and that's, that's another one of my gifts and talents. Oh, that's great. We have to connect because yeah, yes, absolutely. having an online presence is always good. And it I can help you out with that. Not a That'd problem. That'd be great. That's great. That's great. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And mm, I I love meeting you and your mom. And I am just so glad glad that you came on the show. And I am very excited. I'm just just so excited for the future because I know that all of our visions, your vision, my vision, all of our visions are going to come. And they already are, because yes. everything happens in the now, and it's already it, already yeah. happening in the now. It's happening in the now. Yeah. And actually, I have a video that I did uh, a couple years ago of I my found school. It. Yeah, you found it. Okay. I found great, it. Great, great. No, I'm gonna use it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I write the blog for this show. I have that video. I will have that video great. connected. Yes. And send me anything else that you find. Like. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so I can put that together too. I will. Okay. I will. All righty. I'm going to say bye. Okay. Bye-bye. And we're going to stay in touch. Okay. Absolutely. Okay.